Yes, indeed. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that the war has been won. And we thank you, Lord, for giving us deeper understanding of the battle, the spiritual war that goes on all around us, in us, and all around us, Father God. We thank you for giving us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand what you have said, what you are saying, and what continues to be brought to us by the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray that you'd quicken each one today. Uh, remove from us the lethargy, the apathy, the passivity, the grogginess that has kind of the stupor kind of that's been settling in on us, Lord God, and us wake up and realize, Lord God, that, that you are coming soon and that this is an eventful year that we're entering into, Father God. And I thank you, Jesus, now for the divine protection, the promises that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that you cover and keep our families and those who work and pray for us, those who love us and have come to us for help, those who are listening today in this time, that you would cover and keep and encourage each one with uh, truth, with hope, uh, with direction, with wisdom, with counsel, and with a hunger for your word, Father God. We thank you, Jesus, that you came. You, you came as a child. You came as an infant. You came as one of us. You came to Bethlehem, and you grew among us and lived among us until you were able to die in our place. And we thank you for dying, and we thank you for re- the resurrection. We thank you for coming again. And now give us, again, eyes to see and ears to hear what you're saying to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, here we are. (laughs) Here we are, right at the end of 2023. What a year it's been. Yeah, I heard someone say, you know, you want to just throw this year in the paper bag, throw it in the garbage, and throw it in the dumpster and burn it up. Well, I've heard that from a lot of people about a lot of years lately. Yeah, I know. It's just kind of the same old. But, you know, it's interesting. Everybody at this time of the year, they kind of either they're still in their food coma or trying to get out of it <laughs> and trying to think about, well, next year, what am I going to do? What's going to happen? Uh, all those kinds of questions. Um, but the most important things, I think we kind of push to the side, push to the back while we're just getting through the day and the celebrations of Christmas and whatnot. But let we're going to look today at not just what happened and what might happen. We're not doing a prophecy of 2024 we're actually going to go right back into Jesus' own words um, in Matthew 13. Yeah, well, Jesus spoke to the people in parables. And in the Sunday school definition of a parable is like a, an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. Mm-hmm. You know, parables were given to give people understanding and to close people's eyes so they don't have understanding. To obscure and reveal at the same mm-hmm. time. So, he, so, so if we look at, um, verse, look 11. at verse 11 mm-hmm. of Matthew 13, and he answered and said to them, because it has been given to you, this is, this is in answer to the question, the disciples said in verse 10, why do you speak to them in parables? And he answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, the hidden truths that are now being revealed mm-hmm. of the kingdom of heaven, but to, th- to them it has not been given. So you, you, some know, some don't. Uh, for whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have, more, uh, have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. 
Therefore I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, Hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive, for the heart of this people has Mm -hmm. grown dull, and their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their heart and turn, so that I should heal them. This is a troublesome passage. It's always been kind of a troublesome passage for me to think that, um, you know, it doesn't seem to make sense or be fair that some have and more will be given to them, and some have not, and what they have will be taken away. But what he's really saying is um, there comes an increase with the exercise of wisdom and counsel in the pursuit of God, there is a, a righteous increase in your um, your understanding and your uh, I, I just believe in the in the clarity of your life. But here he's saying, as Isaiah said, they would have ears and they would not see, they would not hear, they would not perceive, because their ears had grown, uh, their hearts had grown grown dull, and they, the ears were hard of hearing. So, and their eyes were closed. So this is where we've come to now where we have the two sets of people, sort of, so to speak. We have those who are in more hot pursuit of God than ever. I've seen it, I've seen it now at this mm-hmm. end of, the, mm-hmm. of this year, how many people are you know, really experiencing miracles, breakthroughs, deliverances, being set free from addictions and suicide. And, and, and then on the other hand, there's a whole bunch of people that are just caught up in the folly of futility. Yeah, we see people that are really awakening you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, there's a difference between woke and awakening. And yeah. uh, people are awakening out of the sleep, out of the lethargy, mm-hmm. uh, out of just just getting it, getting it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, coming to a place uh, of understanding. understanding. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting where someone said that, tell me I forget, show me I remember, involve me I understand. And there are people that are being right now involved in mm-hmm. the Spirit of God mm-hmm. that are coming into marvelous understanding. And experiences. And, and, and it's, it's really something because there's like a revelation that's just coming to them about their lives, about the world, about God. And about what it, they believe. And some of it, it's the most unlikely people you could ever think right. of that are getting it, you know, not coming alive in Christ. They're coming alive, right. Coming alive in Christ. And it's like, and and you just get like blown away by the things that some of them say. Right. As far as just, they've gotten an understanding, a Mm -hmm. grip of this. And they're not just parroting some, somebody else's view of things. They're, it's real for them. It's real to them, yeah, and it's they've like come alive. Oh yeah, they've been raised from the dead, the dead places of stupor, slumber, sloth, addictions, all kinds of things that you know we try to medicate, not moder- modify behavior, medicate behaviors, that sort of thing. This is not that. This is God actually stirring them up and bringing them into a place of life and action and uh, understanding. So we see that. Going back to the word, there are some who hear and push it off, slough it off, and that's and you wonder, well, why why would they do that? Why would they reject the word of God, and why would they, you know, w- just neglect wanting to pursue it? But but we don't understand the spiritual war that goes on in and for the mind is is what we really don't understand. 
in verse 16, he says, Jesus says, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. So he's saying the prophets, you know, the people, the, the, the prophets, the ancient ones, the, uh, the, the righteous people of old, they didn't quite understand the whole story. Now we have a whole lot more of the story revealed to us than they did because we have not only here at this point Jesus in, in, in the flesh talking to them, so he actually has come to die on the cross. He hasn't yet died on the cross when he said this part, but, um, and yet we now are past that and we know he died and rose from the dead. So we have a whole lot more revelation and in, uh, than they had. And that includes a quickening of our understanding. But at the same time that all these marvelous things have been revealed and documented, and we have the word of God, uh, even the, the, the very sayings, the very words of Jesus Christ himself, that this whole testimony to what's gone on has been obscured, blocked, snatched from the minds and hearts of the general population of the earth. Yeah, and it was interesting. I believe it's in Amos. I don't have the exact uh, address of it right now. But God said that he would send a famine, a famine, um, not of food or of water, but of hearing the words of God. And and he says that and people would go to and fro wanting to hear the word of the Lord. Now, there's a two parts to that. The a famine of hearing the word of God, it's partly it's because the word of God's not being spoken. Correctly. Not, uh, spoken correctly. Mm-hmm. Taught. So, so mm-hmm. it's, there's, it's not coming to so, them. Oh, and then the other part of that is they're not hearing it. If mm-hmm. it does come, if it is coming, they're not hearing it. But we've also seen, as we just said a minute ago, there are people who are now, their eyes are being opened. It's almost as if the, the Lord himself, he, he is the one who's doing it by the power of his Holy mm-hmm. Spirit, opening their understanding. But the understanding is critical to the revelation. If you don't, because Jesus says, you know, people want to desire, they wanted to know. Uh, he says, you're getting to see what they didn't see. And the reason is because your understanding is, is connecting with the revelation. So he says here in the next verse or two, he says, Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. And when anyone hears the word of, word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside. So he's starting to un- unravel or un- unpack the, the sower in the soil parable. But he's saying when they don't understand, the wicked one comes to snatch things away. Now, this parable is told in all Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And in every one, every one, he starts off the explanation with the uh, idea of the snatcher, the devil, the evil one, um, and Satan coming to snatch. So there's a deliberate um, snatching or activity that is done on the part of the enemy to pull away, take away, subtract, remove the precious word, the seed that brings forth the, 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 the harvest from the mind or the understanding of the person. So if we don't understand what's being said to us, and there are many, many ways that Satan keeps us from even paying attention to it, then then we will the the word of God which is able to reveal and transform and deliver and heal and save and and bring the kingdom of God will not take root in our own lives. And that's where the word actually needs to be Taken, taking, taking. We are the soil. Our soul is like the soil 
God plants his word in us, in our soul, mind, will, and emotions, so that we will be willing to act with him um, and allow his word to grow in and through us to reach uh, other people. That's how the message goes. But if the message is not, um, you know, if, if it's not conceived, if there's not a conception or a connection between us and the word of God and a love of it and a and a, then it will die. It will not bring forth anything. Well, wh- where is the word of God declared? I mean, the written word of God, the scripture, it's the inspired word of, of the living God. Mm-hmm. And in it, and unfortunately, so much of it has been translated, mistranslated, paraphrased. That's like, Scattered. Yeah. Is, it, is it the word of God anymore? Be, be, because of some of these translations and paraphrases. Yeah, that's one way the enemy snatches. Another but, way is that, that it's not being declared in in churches. It's not being declared uh, accurately. It, not declared mm-hmm. accurately. It's it's twisted. It, it's there's a lot of man's mm, doctrines brought in, woven in, uh, weeded philosophy, in. Philosophy, pop yep. philosophy, mm-hmm. gets woven in there. So and this so doesn't the, the bring forth life. The message is yeah. not really clear to the people. It's not exciting. It's not transforming. And I think people realize if they're. If the, if the word of God is not really powerful enough to transform or change or deliver or set, set free, then it's no different than anything else. And But the other thing we have to realize is see, Jesus here, he's talking about Satan, the wicked one, the evil one, the devil who snatches. So we have a whole spiritual warfare that's going on in our mind that tries to, that demonic spirit of uh, snatching, let's call him, is trying to keep us from that word from reaching our minds, our hearts, our understanding so that we can act on it, so we can use it, so it can be part of the wisdom God wants us to have. So we just kind of stay in that place of dullness and deadness where we don't act on the word of God. And so what are some of the things that Satan has done to this, to us, uh, to get us confused, distracted, apathetic, passive, uh, disinterested, uh, focused on something else? Well, just everything, everything he possibly can. Well, um, when he goes on here, he talks about, you know, he explains the parable and said how the, Satan snatches it. And then he talks about, he goes on to talk about the thorns, well, yeah, the but weeds that come up. There's, there's, there's those processes as well. But I'm, I want to just focus for a minute on the, the first part of this, the snatching. What is the enemy done? Just think about your little. Just think about your little device that you carry around with you everywhere you go. You're on that phone, looking at the pictures, the the communications. You you're connected with the whole world. What's going on in Africa, India, Israel, Australia? At any moment, while you're sitting at your kitchen table eating your soup, you're connected with everything, and that's a lot of stimuli. That's a lot of distraction. That's a lot of pulling you off course. We've got Facebook. We've got internet. We've got all searches we've got games w- games and there's yeah. an app for like everything. everything yeah and so the thing is that that's one way the devil distracts us snatches because if you're distracted uh and because we're we're not really committed at this point to understanding we don't even have the understanding of what kind of predicament we're in we're like children playing at the, the hole of the snake or the viper it wasn't the you know and a child is playing in the in the in the nest of the snake is going to get poisoned and bit and doesn't really know that because the snake looks fun and whatever and 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 you know curious whatever but the thing is so we have got to understand that the that for example the deaf and dumb spirits the brain fog the um the 
mental uh, mind-binding, mind-bending, mind-controlling spirits, the spirits of deception uh, that transform themselves into angels of light, the things that play in our mind, the first-person impersonators that tell us that we are what we do. It's just un- unbelievable the amount of stuff, uh, warfare strategies Satan has used to corrupt our minds, to block our minds, to hold us hostage in our own lives, to keep us through depression, apathy, distractions, sicknesses, you know, relationship breakdowns, all kinds of things to keep us from truly entering in to the newness of life and the gospel, the power of the gospel that Jesus Christ has for us. Yeah, and the entertainment, the word from which we get entertainment, entertain means to, you know, to keep from, mm-hmm. to keep from. So to block us from. To block us from, you know, and uh, so that that's what's happening. I mean, the the enemy snatches it. Um, he he also distracts us. When well, we he get makes so f- he he's he's not only done, done that distracting. He's changed a rede- redefined our appetites. We have appetite now for you know the quick, the fast, the easy, the um you know instant, you know whatever it is you want to do that you don't have to really work for. You can just click a button, flip a you know click a link, click a a, a snap a finger. And it's there for you. Everything is at your fingertips, and it looks so wonderful, instant. But it's not life. Mm-hmm. It is your phone. And people don't want to lay down their phone and or look into their souls and say, wait a minute, where am I going to spend eternity? The one thing Satan does not want you to ponder is where are you going to spend eternity? Or is there an eternity? Or what is this that's going on around me? He just wants us to live our life today, eat, drink, and be merry, uh, or, or go along with what everybody else is saying rather than think for yourself. So your mind has been, uh, I'd say your mind, our minds for the most part have been hijacked by the enemy and we don't even realize that they've been hijacked. You know, the deaf and dumb spirit, for example, uh, he's one of the most pervasive of all of these mind blockers. We'll just call them the mind blockers. They block you. They, they snatch your thoughts. They block your mind. They cause you to go blank. You don't think, you don't, it's like you don't even realize you're, you're not thinking. It's just like, you're just like, duh. But anyway, mm. so the deaf and dumb spirits are very active and Jesus talked about them. We see their activity in, in Mark uh, chapter, I think it's nine, with the little boy who was autistic and epileptic mm-hmm. and throwing mm-hmm. himself in the water and the fire. And what, so one of the things, the, the deaf spirit, you know, takes blocks, your, blocks your hearing. And so if you can't hear something, it doesn't matter what is said. If you can't hear it, you won't understand it. You won't, you know, you have to hear it first. That's why Jesus kept saying, if you have ears to hear, let him hear. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Mm-hmm. And then the dumb spirit comes in. And so you, what you hear or Miss, you you think you heard something? It's been twisted, misunderstand, understood. Uh, you see it through lenses of bitterness and pain and offense, and 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 so Satan's creating lots of confusion and conflict and misunderstanding about what you're hearing, um, snatching the understanding, and then when it goes up into your mind, the dumb spirit causes you to not be able to process it clearly because you're you're stumbling over lies and confusions and old experiences and mindsets and and belief systems and traditions, so you're not processing clearly what has been truly spoken. So then, after you can't process it in your mind, the mute spirit comes in and shuts your mouth so you can't articulate what you learned today at school or or what's going on in your world. And so if we can't articulate it, we won't be able to understand it. So if you, you can't say, you know what, 
there's really a spirit of confusion going on in here right now, and I'm going to bind it. If you don't get it that there's confusion, or you just kind of go with it, and it's just tangling you all up, and you don't rebuke it, it will stay. The same with any other kind of spirit that's there. We have to identify it, but if you can't articulate it to understand what it is, you cannot resist it. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, also when Jesus was talking about the stony ground, He's talking about the, those that they receive the word of God with joy. Mm-hmm. First, some they just really don't get it at all, and then some just receive the word of God with joy. And then, as Jesus explained the parable mm-hmm. of the stony ground, um, he says um, in Mark uh, four seventeen, and they have no root in themselves, so they endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, yep. immediately they stumble. Yeah. So, so when it gets tough, there's there's no root, there's no foundation, there's no real mm-hmm. revelation, and there's no real understanding, and, and basically a lot of this has to do with we don't have understanding. That's if what we're you saying. Can, if you can't have, if you can't hear, mm-hmm. and you can't process, you can't receive, you you don't have an understanding. When you when there's an understanding of something. You just know. You know this is right. You know how this works as much as you can. Yep, understanding. Uh, You know, as much as possible. It's just like, I understand this. I know why this works and operates. Just like someone that, you know, is working with a a machine or a a tool or a mathematical formula. They understand how it works. Right. They know it. They know it frontwards and backwards, and, well, and why the why of it and everything. Mm-hmm. They know how to handle the word of God. They've seen it work, and the the proverbs are full of people who have been, you know, wisdom and understanding, and um, you know, the Lord by wisdom uh, founded the earth. By understanding, He established the heavens. By His knowledge, the depths are broken up. Um, let my son do not let these things depart from your eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. Uh, so they will be life to your soul and grace to your neck. Then you will walk safely in your way and your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down and you sleep, your sleep will be sweet. Do not sweet. Do not be afraid of, you will not be afraid of sudden terror, nor of trouble from the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and he will keep your foot from being caught. This is um, Proverbs chapter three, verses 19 through 26. In, Pro- in Proverbs chapter four too, there's so much there about about wisdom and understanding. In uh, verse, yeah. uh, he says, um, the middle part of verse four, let your heart retain my words and keep my commandments and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Mm-hmm. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my but mouth. But this thing, get wisdom and understanding are not things people usually mm-hmm. seek after. They're not things you we're looking Chase after, after we're looking after information yeah inquiring minds want to know and that's and we want information we are absolutely inundated overloaded there's no way yeah all the information yeah. that's pro comes yeah. at us just through our phone there's no way yeah. any human being can begin to process all of that what or, we have there or sustain and so if we themselves. want to know certain things we want to know certain things but in the knowing, you've got the information without the revelation, mm-hmm. and then there's no 
understanding. Transformation. <laughs> There's no transformation or understanding to bring the transformation. Back in the garden, the knowledge, the tree of the, the forbidden tree was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So all that information, we're on that information, like you said, it's just everywhere. We're just craving the information as if that's going to be your savior. It's not information that's going to save you. It's knowing what to do with the information that's going to save you and allowing the Lord God, as he said here, he who set the foundations of the earth to lead you because if you don't have that foundation, as he said in the parable, uh, they received this, the, the seed on the stony ground. They had they received it with joy, but they had no root. They had no foundation. Tribulation comes and it takes, you know, and immediately they stumble. This is where we're at right now. There's many people in this earth that the, it, the Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, I think it's Proverbs 11, 3 or something. If the foundations be destroyed, or maybe it's Psalms. The, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The only thing the righteous can do when the foundations are destroyed is go back and redo the foundation. You got to tear that thing out and relay the foundation. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. A lot of people, their foundations, when they were raised in their terrible, troublesome homes, there was no foundation laid. The only thing that was laid that lasted was anything that God did to keep them alive. And so now we're having to go back and redo those foundations. And they can be redone through the Word of God, through abiding in the Word of God, through following Jesus, through being raised up by the power of the Holy Spirit and His truth. You can, it doesn't really matter if you had a really poor upbringing or a hard childhood or whatever it might be, because God is able to bring all of that stuff, even to bring it into a place where it becomes meaningful. And it becomes purposeful, and it becomes part of the testimony. Part of your testimony. So, but the thing is, you have to allow the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, to relay the foundation. You're going to set your course, not going, uh, not continuing to go forth on what you crave, or what people say you need to do, or the word of this world, because it's all a bunch of garbage, and it's all a bunch of, it's just dangerous. Here's another. But listen to what Jesus Mm -hmm. says. He said when he explained. Uh, the ones that were sown among thorns, the, mm-hmm. the word that was sown among the thorns, are the ones who hear the word. This is Mark four eighteen and nineteen, mm-hmm. uh, and the cares of this world, yeah, uh, the deceitfulness of riches, the desires for other things entering in choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. The cares of this world, just going through life and making money and paying the bills and taking care of the kids and, well, and, and all running, the conflicts. And all yeah. of the relationship problems, all of the distractions that, that the enemy brings into our lives can create discouragement, uh, hopelessness, unbelief in the goodness of God, and truly the devil gets, to, gets, to, gets us to believe that we are what we do and we're sinners and so we're therefore we're bad. And there's just a, a vicious circle of negative going on because we're not knowing the truth. The truth is we're made by God and created in the image of God. Um, God is the one who brought us forth of his own will and, and, and truth and that he is good all the time. To know these two things, that God is good all the time, even though things look like, you know, God should have been there, did that, didn't do that, whatever. God, th- we have to understand this is a war and you put the devil in that equation. Don't just put God in there. Put the devil in the equation to understand how he is resisting the heart of God. God is for his children. God is for us all the time. But if we agree with the devil, if we vote with the devil, there's, there's you. God votes for you. The devil votes against you. And if you vote and side with unbelief and doubt and fear, 
and terror and dread and anger and bitter and bitterness, you're you're voting with the devil or unforgiveness. You're voting with the devil. That allows the devil to bring his plan into your life, and God's plan goes and sits on the shelf. And what we need to keep in mind is that we can be that good ground that Jesus spoke of in Matthew thirteen twenty three. He who received the seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and what keeps it understands it. Mm-hmm who indeed bears fruit and produces some hundredfold, some 60, some 30. So there's degrees of fruitfulness there. But um, when you hear the word and you understand it, mm-hmm. when there's an understanding, the result will be fruit for the kingdom. The understanding will be, it will be the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. It'll be a love for Jesus, a love for other people, uh, and, and, and an understanding of, of what uh, our calling is you know, and, the, and pursuing that calling. You know what the problem is, too, is that we've been all trained to believe that we're nothing but a statistic. We're part of a herd. We have a herd mentality. We're the, part of the masses. We're, you know, we're overpopulated. We're whatever we are. But the thing is that we are individuals, and each individual will, will stand individually before, before God, God mm-hmm. to give an account of what they've, what they've done in their lives uh, and whether what they did with the, with the Word of God, what they did with the, the message of salvation. You, you aren't going to just going to, we're not going to just be herded in there altogether and, and just lump some whatever. You and I have an individual soul, an individual life, and it's going to spend, year, you are going to spend an individual eternity in one of two places, heaven or hell, and God's not willing that any should perish, but God can't stop you from going to hell if you insist upon going to hell by being. But part of the thing is we're not really insisting because we're not even making a decision. We're, we have the, this, there's a passive agreement that we are making with indifference and apathy and stupor and slumber and deaf and dumb and all of these lying spirits because we're not resisting them. We're not saying, you know what, devil, you're trying to steal my mind, steal my life, steal my heart, steal my soul. And I say, no, you cannot have my mind or heart or soul today. No, you cannot. In the name of Jesus Christ, I take it back because God gave you that soul. God gave you that destiny. God gave you that ultimate divine purpose. And if you don't find that purpose, that anointing, that destiny, your life will not be fulfilled and you'll live like a shell of a life. God doesn't want you to live as a shell. He wants you to live as a a soul that's filled with the power of the Holy Spirit so you can go out and do the magnificent things, the great things, the miraculous things that God has called us to do. So Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for each one that's listening today, Lord. Lord, show us how to just be deprogramming, be deprogrammed from the distractions from the attacks, from the snatching of the evil one. Snares, yes. We just put off that, Lord, as we're looking into this new year. We put off those distractions, Lord, Mm -hmm. and we focus on you. In the midst of all the distracting things in the world, we will not be distracted because we will focus on you, Lord. Open our minds, open our hearts, open our spirits to receive your understanding that we would be fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Mm-hmm. There is the, 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 our own souls, are the, are the, the, fruit, the fruit of our own souls, the future of our own souls is dependent upon this, not only the fruit, future of our own souls, but the future of the souls of those that we interact with mm-hmm. on a daily basis. You, we are called to bring them your light, your truth. Hallelujah. And we pray that you would give us understanding, first of all, and those we speak to, 
May yes. the distractions and the lies of the enemy be bound and shut down, yes. that they will receive your word and also come to the place where they will not perish, but they will have eternal life. Yes, Father God, and we thank you for the wisdom, the counsel, the understanding, and the revelation of your spirit that works mightily in all of us, even right now, to set us free from the spiritual blindness, the hardness of heart, the spirit of stupor, apathy, indifference, religion, all of the things Satan has done to try to block and, and our minds. I bind you, enemy. I forbid you to continue your operation in the minds of these people who are listening. Father, I pray that this year, the rest of this year, and the beginning and all of next year will be a transformation of revelation through the power of your love, the power of your spirit, that you're coming soon, and that we will not be weary, we will not be afraid, but that we will be more more than conquerors through him who loves us. Father, we ask these things now in Jesus' name. And blessed, a blessed and happy and wonderful and prosperous New Year to each one of you as you step into the destiny of authority and power that the Word of God will bring you. In Jesus' name, we ask these things, Father. Amen. Amen. So we also invite you to check out liferecovery.com. We are going to be doing uh, more teaching this coming year, uh, classes on deliverance and inner healing, how to help other people. And we're also uh, inviting you to check us out at the at the store. Uh, we have a book. I would encourage you to check out A Case for Healing, which does talk a lot about the, the spirits of deaf and dumb and apathy and all those things that block and bind our minds, A Case for Healing. And uh, we encourage you to uh, get into your Bible. Don't just read a devotional. Don't just let you know somebody else tell you what to think in terms of God. Get into the Word and read it yourself. And if you can't read it because it's it's distracting or overwhelming or whatever it is, ask the Holy Spirit to help you take away those obstacles and you can so you can read the Word of God and eat your food and live in Jesus' name. God bless you. Talk to you soon. Amen. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.